Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Well, how she cut? What's the crack, hey? No bother, hey. The crack was 90. Tell me this now and tell me no more. How's your old one getting on? Give us a get off there. Oh, I'm soaking diesel. That's deadly. Are you a dog board or are you a lady board? What did a breath did I say? Got the shift off your man last night. What a gee bag. Kiss your one. She's some bjor. Sure, look at your one. Hello there. How are you getting on? What is the story? How's it going? Uh, Nicola here. This is Tis Yourself and this is my little podcast and it is... Saturday the 24th of July and it's Olympic season and that's why this is an Olympics themed episode coming at you but we'll get into all that in a second. First of all I hope you're all well coping well with the heat that is phenomenally beautiful. Temperature's going to drop a little bit today which makes me very sad Um, although I did move house this week in the midst of the heat wave and I tell you now if I haven't lost 46 stone I'm going to be raging because I sweated my ass off this week. I also got my first vaccine, dose one, Pfizer baby, right in there, loving it. I wasn't loving it standing outside Grove Park in the absolute scalding heat, but I am delighted to be halfway there. I'm on the road to some normality, eating inside and all that. Not that I really ever go out to eat out or anything like that, but I can have McDonald's or Burger King inside for once. Hey. <laughs> um, Thanks to everyone who listened to the last week's episode about Glee. Damien McGinty was on, obviously, chatting all about Glee and what it was like uh, talking about Celtic Thunder, of being a singer, why he's, um, what it's like being in America during the pandemic, all that kind of stuff. Um, it was great to get some feedback on that from different people. I got a few new followers on the Instagram and we have now just joined Twitter. So find me on Instagram and on Twitter if you search Tis Yourself. I think the handle for Twitter is well tis yourself uh, the same as my Gmail if you want to get in touch with me or to chat about anything to do with the show suggest a guest send a voice note of your favourite Irish phrase whatever it is whatever it is so today's guest um, as I mentioned is talking about the Olympics which kicked off yesterday the opening ceremony and we have um, lots of Irish athletes up over the next few days just top of my head we have Jack Woolley who's doing Taekwondo the Irish ladies are in the hockey uh, Kelly Harrington is obviously going to be boxing Greg O'Shea and the Rugby Sevens are going to be there um, we have the Annalise Murphy is going to be doing sailing so much many so many so, so many so many amazing athletes one woman who was in training to be there in Tokyo this year was Gina Moses and unfortunately with Covid with having to move back home and her training schedule and not being well at different points of the year it just it just didn't happen and you know incredibly disappointing for a 22 year old who'd been preparing for this was ready to represent Ireland to wear the green and then it just didn't happen uh, due to a number of reasons which she'll explain a little bit later in chat very disappointing for her and it's hard for you know us to if you've ever seen her run you'll know how amazing she is so you know would it's a loss to team Ireland but the next Olympics is only three years away. So with hopefully no COVID, hopefully by 2024, we will never use the word COVID ever again. Hopefully. 
she'll be able to represent us and hopefully win a medal. That's not all we talked about. It's not all Olympics chat. She talked about being a woman in a man's world of athletics and how, yes, I'm going to say the word periods, affect her, affect her the men on her team and what they think about it. She talks about what some women have said to her about the clothes that they have to wear as required let me mention um, by the athletics associations around the world and so much more she talked about growing up in Dundalk and how her family ended up there and what it was like for her living in the wee county but look that's all for Gina to chat to you I hope that if you are a fan of athletics you're a fan of the Olympics or if you're just a pal or you're just you don't really know about anything about it and you want to know more you will enjoy this chat and I'll be back with you after this Hi Gina Hi, uh, how are you? Sorry, how are you doing? I was just taking a few minutes out of the sunshine, just lying on the bed going, it's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice outside as well, but I don't want to go outside. <laughs> I'm fucking <laughs> being inside. <laughs> I'm like, how are you wearing a hoodie? I'm like, whew. <laughs> I think my room is quite cool, so, um, but it's because the, the light isn't shining into my room, that's why. So the sun is um, at the tree to protect me from all this extra heat. Yeah, yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm all right, things. I'm just living life enjoying myself until training starts again properly so you're in London are you yeah yeah I am and where in Louth are you from because I'm from Louth as well so I'm like whereabouts are you from Dundalk yeah yeah I'm from Dundalk yeah oh I'm RD so I've oh, been out okay, okay. obviously you're not, go you're out you're in Dundalk yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and are you, do you get home very, like non-covid but do you get to get home ever or what's the crack um no because my whole family is in Birmingham so yeah. like when we used to go back to Dundalk I don't really go back unless I have to be there for whatever reason I need to be in Dundalk but yeah usually I haven't been back in a while to be honest <laughs> was it Le- Lagos you were born in then you moved to yeah. Dundalk then Birmingham yeah. now London yeah <laughs> I just like to you know like hop cities <laughs> as someone who is out in Dundalk quite frequently what the hell brought your family to Dundalk of all places <laughs> I don't even know because we were in Athlone first right so we stayed in Athlone for until I was in senior infants I think and then we turned up I I don't know what was going on like I just feel like maybe it, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining your parents over there going right we're gonna move to Ireland Honestly. and the first places they come with were Athlone and Dundalk and all the gorgeous places <laughs> Honestly, and then I get, yeah, but Dundalk is nice. I, I enjoyed going up there. I think it was, it was homely, you know, that's probably what, maybe what attracted them to that place. I'm not too sure. I was young, so I don't really know what they were thinking, but if I, maybe now is because it was quite small, small enough, but you know, big enough at the same time and not too in your face. It wasn't too in your face, but you could still get around and do stuff, so. Because now that I see Dundalk, when I was, I think I went there a couple of years ago, it's so small to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the tiniest thing ever. But when I was younger, I was like, oh, it's massive. Like, but you can actually walk everywhere on foot. Like, you can get around the whole town on foot. And like, that's so small. <laughs> you moved to London, you're like, wow, I thought Dundalk was big. Honestly, yeah. Birmingham first. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, but I've always wanted to move out of like um, um Ireland anyways I was intending to either live in London or somewhere somewhere that is bigger like it was either America or the UK I'm happy I chose the UK because America is a bit 
you know, intense. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> like America's normally one of my most favorite places in the world. And like the place like New York is my favorite city. Mm. But everything that's happened in the last couple of years, you're kind of like <sighs> Yeah, I'm gonna stay where I where I feel like <laughs> a little bit safer. Yeah. <laughs> And so, come here. Um, tell me how you got into like athletics. How did that happen? Um, I was like, what, eight years old when I started, and my sister actually started first. But like, we were we were like two years apart, so anything she would do, I would mimic. So basically, yeah. she started, and I just copied her, and then I kept it on while she took a different path in life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we all did that, though, didn't we? Copying sisters and stuff, whether it was clothes or you exactly know, hairstyles or whatever Everything. it was. Yeah, she shaved her hair one time. I shaved mine as well. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so. like the the whole thing with women in sport is that like we're always hearing all the time that once people get to secondary school that they're just kind of like broken up. Mm. Yeah, because like whether it's you know attention from people or your body changes and stuff like mm. was that something you considered ever? No, I've never thought about. I feel like the only time I feel like if anything body image is only really like been enhanced or been spoken about more with the older you get like I feel like when I was younger I didn't really care about body image I mean I had I cared about my own body image but it wasn't in relation to track and field do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I didn't link the two together but like I feel like now body image is quite spoken about with athletes because women are women are seen for their bodies let's be very honest we're not really seen because oh yeah she's a amazing athlete like or she's a really really good lawyer or she's a do you know what I mean so it's kind of like you see our faces and our bodies and that's what we're kind of like that's how you get from an opinion on us and all that kind of stuff so I feel like it's only really enhanced for me anyways I've noticed it more as I've gotten older yeah because like I'm just thinking for me like I hated PE you know so and like the thoughts of especially when you go to I went to a mixed school so I was like Mm -mm. oh god like and the lads would come out in shorts and all of us would be like hoodies and (laughs) massive baggy tracksuit bottoms yeah yeah no I went I went to I I went to obviously all girls school and then I moved to um when I came to the UK I was in the mixed school but I never had any issues like that no I feel like I feel like you're actually more you're in an all girls school like you're actually trying to be a bit more nervous because girls are actually quite judgmental so yes. I feel like if I can handle all girls school, I don't really care what boys say because girls will, will dig into you more than a guy would like that's basically how I see it but body image yeah you know hopefully the world changes and sees over our bodies alone so we can just enjoy ourselves and not feel like we have to look a certain type of way to fit into this kind of like you know area but yeah what moved you why did you guys move to the UK then was it um because obviously your whole family went yeah it was just a family move um I think my dad something to do at work so it was just you know how you just have to get on with life and just <laughs> I had no say I was I was like 15 when it happened so like I could cry and kick and scream but we didn't choose you like I was still gonna be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think it was just a big family move so yeah I can just imagine though being 15 like I moved from Westmead I like you I moved from Westmead to Louth um mm. from Mullingar when I was 11 and I remember just being like I've got so many friends you're ruining my life <laughs> yeah that's still what I was like I was like I don't want to leave I don't want to leave but it's like I feel like 
I'm happy that we came here because I feel like it helped me just come out of my shell a bit more and just kind of like just embrace myself and be around people that are more like me and more like-minded because you have more diversity here so you're going to meet more people that are more like you do you know what I mean so I think yeah it was just quite good in that way yeah like I'm like obviously Ireland is a lot more diverse now but I imagine you know even 10 years ago yeah you know people are probably going I remember the first Polish person I met I remember Mm. the first foreigner that that kind of stuff like and you probably experienced that yeah I mean I think Dundalk I was Dundalk was all right in terms of like we had like a tiny population of like black people which I didn't really like get involved in because I just didn't really yeah didn't really like them that much because they had our personalities just in jail do you know what I mean it wasn't mm-hmm. they were black but because I feel like they just were people that I wanted to like be around and then um I think but because of I had that small little like depiction of like what black people are meant to be like from Ireland I came to the UK thinking oh <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna get along anybody here but like my bit like that changed very very quickly so um yeah because they're just so they're just advanced in that way like the, it's like culture is like really everyone embraces everyone's culture like while in Ireland it's like Irish culture it's not really like oh Nigerian culture you know like here's like I didn't even know about any Caribbeans until I came to the UK I thought Jamaica was in Africa like you know it's like it was a mindset. like it was very kind of close to a certain degree so um yeah it's funny now because like you say that and like we all feel like we should know everyone's culture like by this yeah. stage but it, we still we have to learn every day like you could tell me exactly. something about like not even you know African culture but UK culture that I wouldn't even know you know that yeah. kind of, we we have to learn every day we can't be expected to know everything but it's just about being respectful and yeah, wanting exactly. to learn about stuff yeah definitely that's basically what it is and obviously over in the UK uh, you know they have Birmingham would be quite diverse whatever but like London obviously is but Birmingham as a city in comparison to some of the other ones it's very diverse mm, yeah Birmingham's diverse I would say I think you know the UK is just like I would say Birmingham has like a like has a higher um like Asian kind of like population yeah. mark, while London is more like black you know African Caribbean kind of like Compared to Birmingham, I have not seen as much Asians as I've seen in London. So I feel like each the whole UK is diverse, but like each like city or each kind of place has like a certain amount. Like okay, you go to Birmingham, you see Asians. You come here, you see lots of black people. You know, so um yeah, but culture is everywhere, so it, it's good. It's good. And you know, when you were went over to Birmingham, were you did you continue the athletics then, or did you like did, w- go away from it for a while? How did it kind of incorporate into your new life? Um, I got I was on it straight away before we even moved I already found a club like so the club I'm with now breaks the barrier so before I would say I would have to be settled in like probably like a month or something in a month and a half maybe two months but yeah after we settled in I I was like I want to go here I need to meet somebody I need to sort it out so we did it and my dad like me and my dad went so like we spoke to my then coach Andy and then yeah just got everything going really and truly I was not like the one, I think the main reason was like how am I supposed to train but I was like okay and I just had people was like okay clubs in the UK <laughs> top yeah. clubs in the UK in Birmingham <laughs> and that, that was just what I did so um I was always gonna continue nothing was gonna stop me <laughs> so I feel like maybe if I took a year off or something maybe I would not have been as, as invested in it you mm-hmm. know now but I think because I just had the fire from because I'm from like I what I won I won um, Irish um, schools that summer as well. So I was like, uh, 
need to keep it going. So yeah, you were buzzing, you were feeling champion. I suppose when you get a win like that, you just want to keep going and get the yeah. bigger win and the bigger win. Exactly, and I, I think I had my, I had like an opportunity to get my first international that year as well, but I did, I missed out on it, so I was just still fueled from like. I know I'm actually going to, I know I'm actually good. So I just, need to, I just need to keep going and get the right training. So, yeah. How hard is it to get to be an international athlete? Because like, obviously in the UK, there's massive team GB and stuff like that. But like Ireland, we're only, we're growing a lot more now than we were, I don't know, three or four Olympics and stuff and yeah. like European championships ago. But like the training and even to get noticed, is that like really hard? Um. It wasn't as hard back then because there was such a small pool of people who were like able to just come out of the ranks and like, you know, but um, now it's definitely getting harder. Like people are stepping up the game. So like, you have to train hard. You can't, nothing's gonna come easy. The, like the, obviously the older you get, even the younger ones now are running really, really well. So it's like, everything is just intensified like times 10. So it, mm-hmm. it is gonna be hard. You can't get away with just like a natural talent. Like I used to train, <laughs> I don't even know, I didn't even train when I was younger. I probably like, I would do about <laughs> one, one, two days a week, if that like, and that's, yeah. And like, I would miss out the whole of winter. Cause I thought like <laughs> most athletes would train in the winter time because that's how you build endurance and you get yourself up for the for year for summer. I used to take a break in the winter. I thought winter was time for a break because why would I be training when it's cold outside? <laughs> so it's like, so it's like everything has changed. So now it's like winter is a must. If I miss that winter, it definitely has an impact on what happens in the summer because everybody's on is on their like on their game. So like no one wants to be caught slacking. Da, 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 da. So it's definitely harder now. But back then you could get away with it, but not now, not now. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'd be with you. I'd be like, let's, you know, when you have to go for a walk and you look out the window, it's raining. And I'm like, no, no, yeah, I'll exactly. go tomorrow. <laughs> no, it's like, okay, I have to do it. This is exactly. my job. Go and do yeah. it. But like, you're a full time student as well. Yeah, I just graduated though. So, um, oh, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So now I'm not a student anymore. <laughs> I'm going into the real world. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It was hard. I, I think I think I, I found obviously I got used to being a student athlete. So like I got a balance there. So now for me it's gonna be a shift for me to get the balance of like being a working, you know, individual as well as being an athlete. But you know, I feel like it might just be a bit easier. You never know. Cause I'm not gonna work full time. I'm probably gonna do part time anyways, because I can't you can't work full time and be an athlete. It's very hard unless I have my own business and my yeah. own like hours, you know what I mean? So yeah like I, I don't know how you did it because college especially I suppose your last year would have been so full-on and at the same time you're training and you're trying to go to like different events and you know let's say that could take the week beforehand could be really intense yeah that kind of stuff like how do you did you have to like completely plan your life down to a T? Mm, not really <laughs> but I, I'm or, I'm like I try to be organized anyway so like because I feel like when I don't have any sort of order, I go into like, my go into such like my anxious, like overwhelmed kind of state. And I just like, if I don't plan anything, at least like a week or two in advance in terms of just training and like, just knowing like my due dates and everything, like I'll go, my head will just explode. And then like, I do this thing where like, when I feel overwhelmed, I just shut, I just shut down. So I just get off everything don't talk to anybody just disappear so it's like to avoid that kind of situation I do have to like plan at least a week or two in advance but like every day things change but I guess having like 
some foundation like that's basically makes it easier so I had to just kind of like lay out okay today is training and I'm gonna go here I'm gonna go there da, 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 you know plan this and that but um yeah because if, if I plan too, too much in advance and then something changes along the way it's like mm, so I just kind of like make it a more of it like kind of short term to medium term kind of plans so yeah it's like I, I honestly I'm like wow because <laughs> when I have to do anything as well as work I'm like okay what I'm gonna need a week to plan this <laughs> yeah I had to get used to it yeah it's true yeah this is my life it's basically it's, my life well look yeah do you know what I mean so this is what I like my job my job you know contract here and there but um it is basically what I do as a, as a career so one of my yeah. many careers hopefully so I had to just learn to just live it <laughs> yeah and I watched you on the RTE documentary on the horizon Tokyo and stuff and you know you seem to work so hard and you must have been absolutely heartbroken about you know Tokyo and stuff like yeah. that that's to me it's just yeah. so heartbreaking if you'd been taking the piss and you weren't working you'd be like mm, right I okay yeah yeah I think I think like it was just a big frustration COVID because I feel like the winter so the winter 2019 before we obviously got into this 2020 year um it was probably like one of my best winters in a while so I was doing everything everything making sure my body was feeling good like I had like a like a pretty decent um indoor season but um and then COVID happened and I was like ah, oh. so I just like legit just debunked everything I was like really really fit like mentally I felt really excited and all this kind of stuff I felt like okay this is I'm gonna go into afterwards and it's, and it's game time do you know what I mean so I think um that really had an effect on me because I had to go home as well so I couldn't really do it I trained but I didn't train to this and I would, I would like I would like to train and then I had a bit of a winter I had winter this year but I was kind of like in and out of winter because I was a bit ill and just too many obstacles mm. <laughs> and then I and then obviously third year of university as well so just a lot of things happening like it's having like really really bad periods as well so that really impacted training because like I couldn't really do as much as I wanted to so I'm um, I'm really like obviously sad and like disappointed that all this has happened because like it's it's definitely like shifted the way I would have wanted it things to go but um mm-hmm. I just feel like life happens and everything happens for a reason I feel like if anything it's motivated me more to get back to where I was before and be on top because like right now I'm not I'm not the best in Ireland or I'm not the fastest you know what I mean and I can like I am basically like an underdog people know I can perform but I haven't done what I could do you know in 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 a couple years Mm. so I think it's just a case of like it is disheartening but there's a time for everything so I just have to just be patient and just keep working hard and doing whatever I can do to make myself the best version. That's amazing to have that attitude because I'm sure you were heartbroken you know at the time and stuff and a lot of people might have been just like f this you know and to have the angry the angry walkout as opposed to go and brush myself off and come back again. Yeah yeah I feel like it's I just feel like every day life is too short anyways to just take everything so seriously and like if I really want something I'm not going to give up at the first of 
the first, second, third, fourth obstacle that comes my way because it's like, then am I, do I really care about it? Enough? Do you know what I mean? Am I mm. really that passionate about it? Or is it just a thing where it ha- if it doesn't go, if it's not going well, what's the point of being it? It's like, that's not how life works. Things are not going to be perfect all the time. And then, yeah. So I was just learning to just figure out what, what I need and what's going to work for me and what people around me can also do to help me as well as themselves. So then, yeah. But I'm not letting what happened this year happen again. <laughs> There's yeah. no way I'm letting myself. Yeah, yeah. I already decided next season is a really great season for me. So, well, the thing is, I suppose when this games are over, you don't have the usual four year wait because obviously their plan is to go. Yeah, yeah it's going to yeah. be in 2024. So you can. It's not like you're really, you know, it's really putting you at a bad age. You already had that in yeah. your mind, I'm sure, for to exactly. go to those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So towards 2024, hopefully everything goes well. Next season is um is when I, I really want everything to click really and truly. Cause then from there it's gonna be like the progression is gonna make a lot more sense and it's gonna be more evident, you know what I mean? So um yeah. Yeah, 2024 is like I'm very hopeful. I'm not gonna that is what I'm aiming for for a fact. Yeah. One my at least for my first Olympics and then we see how much I get after that. <laughs> yeah. Well the thing is with the like obviously the Olympics are huge, but the thing is there's loads of other things that you do. Exactly. Like it's not like you only train for four years and only go to the Olympics. You've got exactly. so much else going so on. So many exactly like I've got Europeans, I've got worlds, I've got so many things I could that I, I aim to meddle in, I aim to come to be there, I aim to like to actually like leave my mark on the track like it's not mm. olympics is just gonna be like you know the icing on the cake but i do want to be that person that like okay here comes gina you know what i mean like gina's here is gonna be a good race you get it so it's like i need to get into that into such a nice healthy consistent kind of like career because i feel like it's been hard for me to find consistency but like once i get it i know it's gonna be it's gonna be good yeah, I like I've no I've no I've no doubt because, you know, the thing about athletes are you're also confident and that's just an amazing quality to have, like to have we all self-doubt about everything. Like I'd be like, Oh god, my hair is so fuzzy. Don't let Gina <laughs> see it on the camera. <laughs> and you guys are like to be an athlete you have to have this com- inner confidence in yourself. Yeah, definitely. But like it it's not you know, it is hard to 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 like be confident all the time and to believe in yourself all the time but I think I think it's like I think I have to it's the learning that even when you don't feel that good about yourself or you know you don't you, you feel like okay this is kind of a big race I'm a bit nervous I think it's like learning to just like just understand that you know you've done you've done what you could do like you know you know your abilities I think it's just like basically just like constantly like just reminding yourself that like you know who you are and then usually like things will work out and even if it doesn't work out at least you just remind yourself that like okay this was my best performance but I still know who I am and I'm not gonna like deter from that person that I know is the best version of myself so I think that's why I remind myself all the time because I haven't run I haven't been running well I know that myself I, I've been running in and out of like fast times and slow times do you know what I mean so it's like and if I keep letting if I keep letting all the slow times and knock me down and knock my confidence down then like there's no point like to come back and even Mm. try to even train this winter because like this season could have easily just been like okay I'm done I don't care do you know what I mean but I know that I still have it in me where I'm gonna produce what I'm gonna produce 
and it's like I need to just remind myself that I am that person who will come back and who won Europeans for a reason do you know what I mean so it's like just the little things kind of help yeah to how I'd like that confidence is something that every I wish it was like I wish you could package it and you could give it to young girls and young mm-hmm. guys because like Jesus you know you if people had that as you know young teens or early you know earlier than that we'd probably see more athletes we'd probably see more people yeah. in different worlds putting themselves out there it just takes a while to get to to where exactly. you are feeling that good about yourself yeah exactly and even like you have times where you're like you don't even know who you are you have to question your whole life basically like you, you question but because like I, I definitely went through a phase where I was questioning the whole sport I was like do I even keep on impact do I like it enough do I is it enough of a passion for me is mm. this who I am so it's like yes it is what you do but it's not actually who you are so I feel like the more you learn to like detach yourself like emotionally from like certain type of things like you're not gonna you're not gonna um bank on oh yeah okay I didn't do all this this is, that makes me a shit person or I'm, I'm shit do you know what I mean it's like no mm. you're still the person you are you just the outcome just wasn't the way you wanted it to be so it's like it's just detaching yourself from these kind of things makes it a lot easier to handle when disappointment does come that's mm. what I'm trying that's what I'm starting to like understand and starting to learn so um yeah yeah (laughs) yeah well it is because it's very easy to start going I didn't win that that means I'm crap as not only an athlete but as a person you know we and we all do that to ourselves because we have an inner dialogue that tells us that kind of stuff yeah but as you're right you need to have that in your head that goes no separate didn't I just didn't run my best yesterday and I'll be better tomorrow Exactly. exactly so it's just every day letting yourself know that but it's not easy at all I know I'm saying the way I talk is quite fluid and it sounds quite nice but it is a battle sometimes when you're feeling when you are feeling quite down and like everything just feels all over the place it's just like just yeah sometimes you have to cry sometimes you have to rant you know but you will get through it so yeah just don't let life just weigh you down too much because then everything just feels useless then do you know what I mean so yeah yeah, no, definitely. And like the th- the other thing that I noticed with your, you know, the confidence that you do have is you didn't, you've really taken using your social media to kind of call out injustice and stuff. And you could very easily be like, I better not say that because I'm representing, mm. you know, running and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe my sponsors don't want me to say stuff like that, but you're not like that. <laughs> it's, very, it's very clear that you're yeah. like, if I have a platform, I'm using it. Yeah, exactly. I feel like... Yeah, I just stopped caring a long time ago, to be honest. I'm like, I just don't really care. Like, it's like, why should I, why should I feel like I have to be a specific person? I, I, I don't like the idea of, of feeling controlled either. So, mm-hmm. cause you know, sometimes you have brands who want you to be this type of person. And it's like, if that's not who I am, I'd rather be than be forced to be, you know, in this kind of bracket that you guys are putting me in. So, um, but yeah, I would have been surprised if, if my brand tried to say something, tried to tell me to keep quiet. I'd be like, hmm, that's a bit interesting since you're, a lot of your top athletes are, are black or people of different um, ethnic backgrounds. So why would mm. you not want to support something that is basically saying that we know we are behind you? But um, yeah, and I know some people probably are scared and, but I feel like if one door closes, another one's gonna open. So you just have to just let, just be true to yourself and just live life 
the way you feel like it's going to make you the happiest because I think if you fixate on trying to making other people happy that's when you just lose yourself and then everything is a mess but the more you focus on okay you have to be selfish you have to pick, pick like picture yourself as like is this making me happy is this gonna does this make me feel better as a person da, 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 da. then you don't really regret anything that you do so yeah like I even think of as a woman you know we think back to when the repeal vote was here and at the start I was like I knew how I was voting but I kind of wasn't that vocal maybe for the first year of the or not well for the first while because I kind of was like I'm voting mm. my way I'm not going to push my ideas yeah. and so on and then as people around me spoke in a negative way, I was like, do you know what? I'm actually going to take the stand. I'm going to be vocal. I'm going to put up on social media. I'm voting. Yes, this kind of stuff. And if anyone wants to come and talk to me, they can. But I couldn't sit there any longer and be like, have somebody beside me saying something that's really derogatory or, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's, it's true. And even I like, I feel like as women, we need to speak up more in everything, like in this, in the sport, like if you think about it every sport is near enough like a man's sport so it's like we have to just speak out whenever every, this whole world is a man's world if yes. very honest. and like I I am legit like around men all the time and if I don't speak up I'm not gonna be heard because they don't yeah. really listen like they don't actually like put our or you know our thoughts friends in as like something that is like higher up or theirs so if we don't push out, we ask you, are you all right? Or is this okay with you? Like, even when it comes to like being, a, being an athlete, being a, yeah, being an athlete and having, I'm talking about periods, like speaking about periods is like, in such a taboo. And I'm like, why is it taboo? Why yeah. is it too much information for you? Like, why do you feel like, and even when you speak about it, like, it's like, they want to hear what they want to hear. And it's like, no, I'm going to make you hear what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, even being the only girl in my group, like one of the only girls in my group, like I have to speak about it. I'm like, Marvin, this is what's happening in my period. I need a day or two off. And like, he, I feel like he still, as a man, struggles to understand what a period is and the depths of periods. Because I think for him, he sees it as something that is like quite external like he mm -hmm. says because with me on my first day I I cramp really bad like I do clock as well and like I'm just crippled basically so yeah. I can't really do much but like he's like he <laughs> his mindset sometimes is like he thinks oh he'll say to me maybe if you try to come in on that first day maybe to go on the bike and then get some treatment around and like loosen up I'm like, lo <laughs> I'm like loosen up my womb will I <laughs> exactly I was like <laughs> like what do you think is actually going on because it's like it's not something that you can just poke me on my stomach on my back and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hopping up and going to go to the meter like you know I mean I'm thinking do you actually understand like sometimes I'm just thinking I wish I could just like if you were just in my body for yeah just that first thing to see what comes out of me what I have to go through like my hormonal imbalances sometimes mm -hmm. I remember like I think like a, like my last period I just started crying randomly like it's yeah. something that like it's not something that you can just play with and it's like oh yeah you'll be fine there are so many side effects to it and it's like as well as just going through going through the first just bleeding in general yeah so sometimes I just I'm just thinking like this is such a mango because I tell you how I feel I tell you what's wrong but you still think it's something else and it's like yeah. you have to consistently like 
be vocal or you just have to just set boundaries and like because like listen this is what I'm saying I don't care if you're or not like this is what I need and if you don't want to listen to it that's your business but I've taken my stand and that's what's going to happen so um yeah you have to speak up it's 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 hard but you just have to let yourself be heard oh my god because I'm thinking the way I feel like well usually like you two days beforehand I am an emotional wreck like I'm crying at mm-hmm. ads day one I'm like if I walk to the shop to get chocolate it's a miracle <laughs> exactly do you know what I mean actually like even me to go put hot water like to get a hot water bottle absolutely like okay at least I can get up to like but even then I'm crouching I'm not, I can't tell up straight yeah do you know what I mean and it's like my back is sore but it's not because of this muscular pain it's because there's a lot going on even other things like even like I'm sure that we learn more about our periods so how do you why would you give me a suggestion when you've never experienced it in your whole life and you never exactly. will experience it because you are a man like yeah, you are a I'm, man you don't understand yeah I'm not gonna tell you what to do with your prostate don't tell me what to do I've had this since I was like 11 leave me alone <laughs> honestly like honestly like you're trying to tell me to do what after to go to the gym I'm like why would I go to the gym for me to break my legs or something I would not be able to lift heavy anyways even the, the journey to the gym I would I would I wouldn't even get out I wouldn't get out the door like for me to shower to get ready yeah I would not get out of the door and you think like, I'm just like I swear, if I could just punch you up, I, I would I'll just punch you right now and be like, listen, <laughs> listen to me. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it is hard. It is hard as a female though. But um every day is a battle as a female, outside of the sport, in the sport, just life in general. So I think just constantly reminding yourself, this is who I am, this is what I need, and like sticking to your gut a lot of the time is just gonna kind of keep you going yeah well I think like about as you know as a woman I think of all the battles that you know I go through and then I think you know for you being a black woman you go through like 50 times more than like in just in life in general than I'm ever going yeah. to go through like yeah, it's to- hard like, yeah. even even in the sport so well, even I- in the sport like I think black women being like quite um over sexualized as well which is what's happened I've got multiple instances of it happening to me where um I was in the call room one time and everybody has, we have the crop top knicker shorts on, you know, the usual, that's mm. what people wear. Everybody was wearing it, but the woman came to me and she told me that I looked skimpy. And I was like, exactly. And she was laughing. Ah! She was like, she was like, you look a bit skimpy. And I'm thinking, um, am I meant to laugh about this? Or am I like, this is not a joke because you can't just degrade me and my whole body because of you feel like it's inappropriate but like everybody else has the same thing on so I think it is a case of like black women can be over sexualized as well in the sport I've had some issues with brand with like with my brand as well stuff like this it's like it's not easy it's not easy or like it's very very it's a lot to deal with sometimes <laughs> Jesus, when I think about when I saw you running in that documentary, the first thing I noticed was I was like, oh, my God, I'd love her abs. That's what I I wasn't like. Oh, look at her there now running in the same clothes as them. But she's the bigger slutty girl. (laughs) Come on, the flip. Like, why do I stand out? And I'm the one that looks inappropriate when they were all in the exact same outfit. But yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah, no, it happened in the UK. So um, people everywhere you know issues are gonna rise da, 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 da. but um this is very interesting because you like you, you can't let everything obviously 
I think if I was quite weak-minded and like I let things get to me I would have been livid like I would have been mm. on the starting line just thinking oh I look skimpy I look skimpy and let mm. it affect my race but honestly I did it but like I think it's just like people need to be very very careful with the words they say even if you're thinking it you don't have to say it yes I'm sorry like you actually could just leave it in your head like you know if you if you think it and her <laughs> like obviously I told my coach and then he went to go deal with it but she was trying to say to him oh some of the officials will get distracted and I was like what is but whose business is that because not my business yeah. if you can't control your eyes and your urges at a, at a competition where everyone's wearing the same thing so what mm-hmm. a girl has a slightly bigger room than another girl and so that's going to distract you why are you there you shouldn't be there then like it's not appropriate for you to be there because yeah. this is what I'm doing as my sport and it's my you know I should be here but like you don't have to be here do you get it like you don't have to see all these things if it's too much for you go stay at home watch yeah. on the tv or something don't you're be not professional you're not a professional exactly. if, you, if that's what you look exactly. at and you're not thinking you know okay well this is my favorite or she's going to do this she's going to go the longest I'd say and you're thinking technically about stuff but to, yeah to go like you that that's be just, there exactly so sometimes it's just I feel like some people have like a sensitivity kind of like training or something just to know what to say and what not to say but anyways the sport is a sport people are going to be like that anyways so I just having to learn to just know how to react to it like I just like I was, I was like <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you You're like all right okay yeah. <laughs> that's like, what I'm I was sick. going for um... do you know what I mean like I really wanted to look like you know let everyone see what's going on inside and outside of my yeah. body yeah you're like do you know what I wanted everyone to know my period is not here today and exactly <laughs> you know achieved it <laughs> honestly oh. like I don't get this because like you know even if you if I have the thought I feel like I have to run it through 16 filters in my head to make sure sometimes it's okay to say stuff exactly. but like there's some people that just don't have any filter at all I'm like okay honey just say <laughs> that you feel a little bit like and she was also like an older woman you know it's always the older women who mm-hmm. have who had their who were in in their prime they probably had similar bodies and they're thinking maybe reminiscing wow back when I was this age but yeah. it's like I'm sorry that you're going through a bit of insecurity but I can't help you with that unfortunately I can't help you and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep looking at it I'm gonna I'm actually gonna look better the next time you see me just yes Oh my god! Like I even see like young girl, young girls walking around in outfits that I'd love to be able to wear that I can't wear now. Like, you know, because yeah. that I'm in my thirties and I'm like, my body just doesn't look like that anymore. Yeah, you know? exactly. And You're not gonna hate on them. No, I'm not. I like. I literally am like, you bitch, but more like, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous that you've got a flat stomach. You know. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, it's gas. But like, I'm I'm so glad that you're you're of a positive mind that you just kind of just laugh these things off. Like, because I often fear that there's going to be a girl who's in your position that someone says something like that to them and that they, it shoves them out of the sport or like not even just in sport yeah. in general in life that the, somebody says something and that just causes that person to stop their creativity or whatever it is. Exactly. Exactly. It is something that like happens. So that's why people just need to just learn just to keep quiet. If you have nothing good to say, just don't say anything at all. Like if it really bothers you, then just stay out of the cool room, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like if it's that hard for you to, to see, then just don't be in that environment. But yeah, hopefully like people will just learn more because some girls will take a hard, especially like I, well, I'm 22. So it's like, I'm still quite young. So if someone mm-hmm. was like, 18 you know someone that's 17 or something and they get told that 
as a 17 year old do you think you want to be told you look skimpy like yeah I was actually even even when I was 16 I was told one time at our competition when I was at an international um because we, we were we were in a place where like a lot of males and like it was kind of dangerous if like you know um because all of them just stared at the dark so I was told if anything happens to me, um, at least I warned you or something like that. And I was like, what do you mean? So she was telling me not to wear these shorts because evidently my body was more developed than some of the other girls, mm. like my bum. And I, and I was like, okay, instead of you just to tell me, okay, Dina, do you know there's a lot of guys here? Just be a bit careful with what you wear because these men have no filter, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Cool. Don't, don't blame me, but rather exactly. put the blame on the men. But the, but the blame was placed on me and like at 16 I was like why would you even say that like it really annoyed me really upset me obviously I it was dealt with but at the time I was like you shouldn't have asked anybody like but I think I've always been quite strong minded so it never really affects it doesn't really affect my performances but it's a case of like you need to be careful what you say because like somebody else will go home crying and it will ruin their whole competition like yeah it's going to ruin everything and it's like it's going to be your fault because you did that not thinking what you were saying and it's like if everybody's wearing the same thing why are you like you know using one person as as your um object of kind of like you know anger or example it's like no you have to if you want to say it say it to everyone so yes do you know what I mean and so she feels like okay at least it wasn't just me but it was a whole every every female being told Mm -hmm. this but yeah it's just sometimes it's it's hard you know there's ways of saying things that doesn't make you feel like crap like you know like you said say put it on them the men here are pervs they're they've already said a few things we're just giving you a heads up group wise exactly exactly like wear what you want but you know just make sure that um if even if if anything happens come and tell us or if if you feel uncomfortable then we'll give you other things to wear or if you have nothing else to wear do you know what I mean like we'll give you ideas of what you could wear if you don't want to be you know but really it's really like and even that statement in itself is like we all know that it never matters about what you're wearing if a man wants to do what he wants to do he's going to do what he wants to do that has been established so many times so whenever a woman says that to another young woman it's like don't you know the history Mm -hmm. like just in general there's nothing is I cannot do anything. I could have tracksuit or full tracksuit on and anything because it happened to me. Do you know what I mean? So don't yeah. try to put any blame on me. Like you have to just say, be careful, there's weird men around here. And I will know that. And yeah. I'll think, oh yeah, maybe if I change a little bit, maybe if I look a bit on, you know, unattractive. Mm-hmm. But even then it's like their idea of, of attraction is will be different to mine. So it's like you can never engage it just enjoy yourself but just be careful it's always so simple to say but the thing about it is as women we're always basically being careful we're carrying keys in hands we have phones out like we saw we saw horrifically obviously in london um sarah everett who died she wasn't wearing anything like she was wearing runners which we all do because you know we put on our runners because we we want to get home quicker carrying keys talking to her boyfriend on the phone stuff like that like that we have learned throughout the years and then exactly. for it to be turned around going could you do another thing as well by making sure that know. You, know, you don't look in any way attractive to like, all genres of people <laughs> like what do you want to see like wear like a mask a fat suit or something and put water <laughs> in my face like 
like what difference is it going to make because somebody is going to somewhat find me attractive mm-hmm. and then I'm finished yeah <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter and I can't run away from them there's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so much going on but yeah I think definitely like with young girls in the sport outside of the sport it's just like be careful because people already already go through enough body image issues and like yeah. you know you don't want to add to it as well to make them feel uncomfortable in their environment so and do you find that you're kind of like quite open for the younger girls that are coming up whether it's Ireland or um you know the girls in your club that they can come to you and kind of talk to you about stuff yeah I like to believe so even in my club I don't really I'm not around my club often but like anybody if anybody wants to talk I'm always going to be there to listen like it's not especially when it comes to just younger girls even like with the Rashida and patients and all them like I see them as my little sisters so like I always take care of them like if anything happens I'm the one <laughs> that is gonna be talking and making sure you know I am doing that like a lot of, a lot of the time yeah people will come to me just to like you know Gina will get them like don't worry tell Gina like, da, 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 da. like you know she'll say something she'll speak up because I will speak up like if no if you're scared I'll say something because why not so um yeah it's uh, like I think having people to speak up is is really empowering and it also means that other people tend to speak up and I think the when people speak up against stuff their voices are louder than the hate and I think we probably saw that like with you know um Marcus Rashford and stuff this week his messages of like mm-hmm. niceness after the horror that he had had after the World Cup final or the Euros final like his message was more was more word spread than the horrible stuff that he got so because he yeah, actually then came out and yeah. because he came out and said something rather said than yeah and got his message yeah. out there mm-hmm yeah exactly yeah definitely speaking of this is if you have to even do it you know some things haven't got to speak about but other but like you know when it's important enough and then like it does have an effect on like a knock on talking with the people it's definitely just like let it be heard and if they want to listen they want to listen if they don't listen they're not, they're not gonna listen but it's like at least you said your piece and you can just you feel a bit of like relief that you've said what you had to say so yeah yeah you're not lying about later on going, I should have just said that. I should have just bloody said it or whatever, you know, that way. When It's like mm. when you have a fight with somebody and you walk away and you're yeah. like, I should have said that winning line. <laughs> and you're like, oh, exactly, yeah. exactly. Just get everything out. Oh, it's good to just get it all out. Like, yeah. If you like, that's the opportunity you're going to have. Just do it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And come here, um, psychology is what you studied, wasn't it? That you graduated in. Yeah, Fair, yeah. So, what is the plan there? I know you're saying a part-time job to go along with your uh, athletic stuff. What is the? What are you hoping to do with it? I'm gonna try to get part-time within psychology or like mental health or something like that. Lovely. Just in that kind of sector, because I do want to do a PhD eventually. So I, I'm gonna need experience before I get to do a PhD. Because I know like a lot of people can do masters, but like even with the masters, you're not guaranteed to get a you know to get accepted onto the PhD because it is quite hard and expensive and a lot of things so it's like you have to take up certain boxes so I do plan to just work get some experience and then see what that takes me but this year just working it on track I'll see how that lifestyle is because yeah that's what I feel like that's what I'm gonna do I don't I can't like I I can't be full-time um athletics because it doesn't work for me <laughs> yeah I need to do something else on the side I'm not um some people can do it I know I can't because I'll get bored of just thinking day and night is track and field do you know how exhausting yeah. I am 
yeah so, and because you're yeah. it's not a team thing as well you're you're on no, your own and exactly so um I can hopefully get a nice part-time job soon I need to start applying I have not applied for anything <laughs> I'm I am so so I'm so laid back but I need to hurry up because it's like <laughs> time is taking but um <laughs> once I do, hopefully um everything does come into play and I'll be working and um, training so we'll see how things go you'll have no time to see anybody no friends he'll be like sorry if unless you meet me on the way to the, to the underground <laughs> like you know I will be <laughs> socialized about the winter. but in the winter time I hibernate anyway so it doesn't really matter <laughs> I don't like to go out in the winter time <laughs> if it's not for training I will not be outside so <laughs> oh well look a good thing we have zoom that we didn't have a couple of years ago and that's how we're all making exactly. friends now <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, Mrs. I've just seen how long I've kept you, so I better let you go back to your day. But it was lovely to talk to you, and uh, I really appreciate you giving me like nearly an hour of your time. <laughs> I hopefully you get to go outside and enjoy some of the sunshine. I know you don't; you're in your hoodie now, but <laughs> go on yeah. outside and enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you. Have a lovely day. You too. Bye. 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 The incredibly empowering, a positive thinking legend that is Gina Moses there that was absolutely a great chat we had great crack I although I will still not understand how she was wearing a hoodie when we were chatting on zoom I was like woman I'm lying here like trying to fan myself while I was waiting for her to come on and I was like it was really lovely to talk to her and to hear like how you can overcome a disappointment like not making it to the Olympics proving that you know every hurdle doesn't have to be an end and you just have to get keep going maybe you'll fall the next hurdle but maybe the third one will be the one for you so I'm looking forward to seeing what she is going to do over the next few months and next couple of years if you are a friend of Gina's or a fan of hers and this is the first time you've listened to the podcast do have a little scroll back there's loads there Um, if you're an Olympics fan Chloe Watkins is one of the short episodes I spoke to her just before they announced um that the late that she was on the team for the Olympics um, we talked all about that Game of Thrones we've got some of the stars of that we've got Breaking Bad stars X Factor you know Adele from Bewitched we have uh, Brendan Lawler who's a disability golfer signed to Niall Horn's Modest Management and so many more so please do take a scroll back because I really appreciate every single listen and because it's absolutely sweltering despite the fact it is very late at night I'm going to jog on and I hope you enjoyed this and I hopefully you will be back next week very exciting guest as usual next week so please do like share follow um uh, tell your friends send it on to people get them to listen i'll really appreciate it and i love you all okay salon bye 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 keep her left bye 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 bye